Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How? The devil are you? I'm quite warm. I'm quite stuffy. Oh, yeah. But I remembered something I completely forgot to tell you that oh, I did yeah? over the weekend. I went and saw Toy Story 4. What? what? You did forget We this. haven't spoken about this. Oh, what is going on? Why didn't you tell me? I just completely forgot. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know if that's a testament to the film. Uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. My friend Tom said the same thing last night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've heard I've seen a lot of people though saying it's the best of the franchise. Strong words. And it puts me in that position again that you sometimes do, where I really, really enjoy a movie. But it's not the greatest thing ever made. But you actually hate it. You're talking about arguably the finest trilogy ever made. Well, I mean, I'm also one of those people that says you know, the first one doesn't hold up on a rewatch. It does! Story-wise, but I think the animation's actually a little bit hard to oh, get past Oh, that's harsh. Days. 1995, when I was 10 years old, blew my mind. Absolutely. But going back, knowing where Pixar are now, going back, it's like, I'd imagine it's like what people tell me. It's like, you can't go back and watch a VHS. Whereas I totally can, because I don't see the difference between VHS and a Blu-ray. But I can see the difference between 2019 Pixar and 1995 Pixar. It's like Jurassic Park. Wow, those dinosaurs don't look that real. Well, that's not true at all. Jurassic oh. Park 100% stands up. Well, the animatronics certainly do. And the but CGI does. Oh, come on, Yeah, man. totally the CGI Ooh, stands up. It's dodgy. But it's rightfully dodgy. That was made almost 30 years ago. It was 1993. Exactly. I, but, you know, where it falls down there, and I always think this is the problem, is you're mixing CG with the real world. However, in Toy Story, all CG, there's no reference point to throw you off. I, I, I think, I, you know, I think Toy Story and Captain, the Captain America trilogy mm-hmm. are probably amongst... I would, I'd say the exact same thing. The finest yes. trilogies ever. I was, because... As much as I'd say that the first one might not hold up as much as you possibly remember from 1995, it is still a five-star movie, 
and so is Toy Story 2, and so is Toy Story 3, whereas a lot of other trilogies always have that dodgy third or a mm. dodgy second or something along those lines. I love Back to the Future. I think Back to the Future is an incredible trilogy of films, but I don't think the third one is as good as the other two. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. That, mm, yeah, 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 you're right. Actually, Return of the Jedi is not as good as Empire yeah. or the first one. Yeah, but uh, with with the ones we're talking about, sometimes arguably they get better. I would say Toy Story though is all consistently yeah. incredible. As is Captain uh, America, not the Dark Knight. But the the yeah the um, Toy Story four loved it, but I just I'm, I'm not really thinking about it the day after. Interesting. I warned my lady partner. I said just just to just full disclosure. When I saw Toy Story 3 at the cinema, I burst out crying uh, within a minute. Oof. And it's just when, so, you know, I think in Toy Story 3, you've got the dream sequence, really, of Ham yeah, yeah. taking on. And it's, you know, it's all it's in the West. Wonderful. Brilliant. Wonderful opening sequence. But then it sort of pans up for the Toy Story logo. And it's... With the blue... Sky and yeah, the, white the white clouds. clouds. And for whatever reason, just because, you know, all my childhood came back to me. It's one of those movies that my entire family love as mm -hmm. well, which oh, yeah. is very rare in my family. I think that's very rare for a lot of families. Like getting my fam getting my mum to sit through an entire movie is impossible. Mm. But she she adores Toy Story. Like she because she sees me as Andy. Oh, that's right. how I used yeah, to play yeah. with my, you know, she, so she's very much attached to it. Same as my mum and dad. No, same as my dad and sister. Uh, so it's very so. When I saw the the clouds, even in Toy Story Four, it, the exact same thing happened. I was snot crying. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was like a minute in. <laughs> it was a hard start. Like I I fell right out of the gate. Uh, but then I cried two other times. My lady partner cried. Uh, only one child was in that audience. Wow! And I heard a lot of sniffling. Oh yeah, yeah. There, were, there was many a tear shed there, and some of the voice work is excellent. But overall, I just feel like really the story did end with, with three. three. Yeah. Well, that's what I always said about. I, I, because I quite liked the uh, the spin-off uh, shorts that they did. Um, Toy Story of Terror. At, I think that's what it was called. And one where they went to space. I don't remember the space one. Was there the was other? one where they went to a prehistoric time. Prehistoric too. time is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, where they get they discover like the prehistoric toy sets and they go and uh, so they don't go to prehistoric times. They there is a prehistoric toy set and they go and hang out with them. Um, but the third film, I think, is just such a perfect closure to a trilogy of movies that I didn't want another adventure. I think every stories have a finite point. So actually why I'm really grateful that The Good Place announced um, last month that this season's going to be the last one. Oh, I missed that. That's good. Yeah, because they're like, we have, a, we have an end to this yeah, show. Yeah. We don't want to over-egg... The pudding. We don't want to overstay our welcome. Do a lost. This is our end point. Like Dexter. Dexter was the exact same thing. Dexter could have ended at season four or five, but it decided that it was going to keep going and then had its awful final season, which was absolutely dogmuck. Whereas Toy Story, perfect ending. Perfect I feel ending like you three. got the intonation wrong there. I was about to say that. What's Toy, that? Toy Story. Toy Story. Toy Story. <laughs> My mum does this with Amsterdam. She goes, Amsterdam. I, I can't even do it. She does it wrong. So yeah. Mum, stop speaking wrong. 
Well, I apologise for yeah. speaking. Anyway, well. yeah, so I, I do very much recommend it if you're on the fence or haven't seen how well it's been received. I think it's like 100% or it's good close to on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, the biggest box office opening of the uh, franchise. Really? Yeah. And, and it's been a, but, it, but it was below projections. But it was below projections, but everything's been below projections. Men in Black was way below projections, and so was Shaft. I can't wait to see that on demand. <laughs> you know those movies where you're like, I'm not, I'm not getting out of my house for that? Yeah. I'm going to see it on demand. I'll end up seeing that one on demand. But I, where I had the two weeks off, I've fallen behind on films, so I'm going to have to catch up on a few things on demand. Child's Play. One of the biggest Child's Play fans you're ever likely to meet. I didn't get to see the... Because it came out while I was away. And then by the time I got back, it was pretty much out of cinemas. I went. I had the opportunity to go see it on Monday. It's a testament of a good movie. Oh, that. isn't it just? Yeah. yeah oh, it yeah. falls out just after a week. I didn't actually see how well it did either. But um, I think it only had like a small release. But um, I, uh, I had the opportunity to see it on Monday. But it was either at 10 past 5, when I haven't finished work, or at quarter to 9, when I just want to be home. Like, that's... Because if I finish work at six, then I've still got two hours and 45 minutes to kill on my own before I can go and watch a film. So I was like, I have to catch up on on demand. On demand. And same with Brightburn. I really wanted to see that. I'm going to have to catch that up on demand, I guess. Um, I'm hoping not to have the same problem with Midsummer. I was just going to say Midsummer after we drunkenly talked about it on Ramble Club. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, because I said Hereditary is a three-star movie. And, yeah. and everyone loved it for some bizarre reason. Yeah, and I argued that. But yeah, I, it was weird. I was on the tube on Monday, and I saw the, her, the the Midsummer poster, and I just got a flashback of Friday evening with you and Laurie, yep. drunk, and me yelling Midsummer. And you, like it wasn't just one person who was drunk. We were all as drunk as each other, and you both going, yeah, it looks really good, man. Like, yeah, it's like we're all on cocaine. <laughs> We but it was just Pisco. 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 Uh, Child's Play, for the record, uh, did 24 million domestic on a 10 million budget. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So I get a sequel out of that. Just, just make them cheap. It's the Jason Blum argument yeah. that you and I have been. We've been beating that drum now for God years and years and years. He's the smartest man in Hollywood. That's what Wrestle Talk's based on. <laughs> make it cheap and hope a lot of people watch it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into some of your emails in the outro portion of this podcast. But for now, here is the show where we're going to be talking about Kevin Owens turning babyface. Here is the show. Is a babyface again after what was that? Was that six weeks? About six weeks. About so, six yeah. weeks. Uh, so this comes from Meltzer. It said it's very clear that this is a babyface turn for Owens, who just turned heel a couple of months ago. I hate turns back and forth, but originally he was supposed to be a babyface. The heel turn was a large last ditch effort because Daniel Bryan got hurt, but now he's back. They just got him where he, they wanted him originally. They but th- they didn't want him in the as a tag champion. Well, no, surely. But, well, no, but they wanted to turn babyface. Oh right, sorry. I thought they they got him where they wanted Daniel Bryan to be. No, 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 no. It's in like so, Owens. Yeah, so Owens <laughs> was meant to have this big baby face comeback uh, before uh, just after WrestleMania. No, it was they he was st- meant to be at WrestleMania, wasn't he? Yeah. So they started running the first promos for this just after the Rumble, where Kevin Owens was playing up this everyman character. He'd be on his mobile phone if you can remember. Going to the cinema with his kids. Yeah, going bowling. Yeah, and he'll just like you know give his kid change and say, hey, you haven't given me all the money back. Funny blue-collar stuff. Exactly. Uh, but then he came back and he still played up the babyface thing 
even though Vince McMahon chose him over Kofi to face Daniel Bryan for the title. It was but you meant, you meant to forget that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's many bits they're going to smooth sure over. I'm sure there was a storyline reason for him picking Charlotte Flair mm. as well. Yeah, it's Vince. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, he was a baby face. Even joined the New Day when Big E got, uh, Big e got injured. Excellent storyline. Lasted a week. He turned on them. Well, that and then was it. Heel. Because Brian got hurt. So the original plan for bringing Owens back was it was going to be Brian and Owens at WrestleMania. But then Kofi got hot, so Owens didn't have any plans for WrestleMania and actually went home. He wasn't even there at WrestleMania. He just thought, well, I'm not booked. There's no point in me being there. I'm going home. Yeah. And then, he, as you say, he came back. Big E was hurt. Daniel Bryan was also hurt. Kofi needed a new challenger. So they were like, we'll turn Kevin Owens heel then. But Bryan's back now. So we don't need Owens as a heel. They just flopped him back to being a babyface. I mean, which really always helps momentum. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's especially because so they made the right decision at WrestleMania. They should have gone with Kofi. One hundred percent. And we applaud WWE for that because they went with momentum, and it's made Kofi into an absolutely amazing main eventer. Really, you know, the caliber of opponents he's had is, is another question, but very good there. And then, you know, the stuff happens with Owens. There's also just been wild cards and everyone's fallen prey to the mid-card vortexes of Shane and Baron. But then, at stomping grounds, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had my favourite match of the night against the New Day. Mm. And they won. And I thought, you know what? Zayn and Owens versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus Brian and Rowan, that could be a freaking golden era of tag team wrestling again. Just like when you had the New Day and the Usos and, and the, bar. the bar before. And, you know, further back, Dudley's, Edge and Christian and the Hardys. And you can use all those three established main eventers. And the right to sense. Sorry, yes. To bring up heavy machinery. Of course, that, that yeah, that, that's not happening. Because two days later, um, Owens walked out on Sami Zayn in a tag match, mm. effectively splitting up that team, I guess. So that's a shame. That's a shame. And now he's babyface while Sami Zayn, I guess, is still a heel. He's, he's not been on TV this week. So that act is split up. Why give them a win at Stomping Grounds then? Is it Because get, who's going for the tag titles at the next pay-per-view? The bloody losers of that match. Okay, but that it's hard not to get sucked into criticism, isn't it? Let's, <laughs> let's stay with the Kevin Owens babyface stuff because I thought this was far more effective than his kind of... Not hot. Not it wasn't half-assed when he did the comeback as a babyface uh, uh, earlier in the year. It was just it was it never felt right because it was all the Kofi stuff, and he came back as with Vince McMahon. And exactly, they mismanaged bits. it from the get-go. So this was much better. Started off with the Kevin Owens show. His first guests are Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, where he did his funny thing where he's got his little pre-prepared prompting cards. Mm -hmm. The best in the. Changes the card. World. He also did Under, Taker. Yes. Which is very funny. And they come down and I thought, well, I've seen this before. It's it's the heels. They're all going to congratulate each other. But that's not the way it went. Uh, Kevin Owens started off poking the bear a bit, saying, oh, it looked like you were scared of The Undertaker in one of these thousands of Raw replays we're going to do on this episode. And then, you know, Shane makes it a no-holds-barred match at Extreme Rules, just drops that in there for their tag match against Reigns and Undertaker. And then KO really heavily starts to lay into them uh, and, yeah, look, like skips a few cards and says... Well, he, he said, he goes, no, 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 look, there's a clip here 
you are afraid of The Undertaker. Mm. There's a clip of Shane and Drew bailing out of the ring. And then Shane says, look, let's just let's stick to the approved question. Yes. If you, if you don't mind. So then he asks one of the approved questions, which is like, why are you so great or, or something along those lines? But then it's like, no, no, I'm going to ask the question. Why are you afraid of The Undertaker? And then, you know, why do you uh, this and the other? Effectively, he's almost turning babyface, firing up himself. And then Dolph Ziggler's still here, apparently. Dolph Ziggler comes out. And then Kevin Owens is just like, I don't want to hear you talk about how it should have been me because you had your chance and you kept losing. Owens cut an amazing promo here. Yeah. He just, it was as if the crowd and all the viewers at home channeled through him into this promo. And he was very passionate. I've been saying for about a month now that Owens feels like he doesn't care about what he's doing. Absolutely, yeah. Like he's he's just, he's, he's doing, on autopilot. Yeah, he's doing his job, but it is, it's not the Owens that we usually see. Even when he's in rubbish stuff, there's still something more there. But the last month he... He's just been on, yeah, like you said, on, on autopilot. Here, he goes on this amazing rant against Dolph Ziggler. It was like, it should have been me. Yeah, and it was eight years ago, kind of, for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and uh, I think Dolph has another line where he says, the only thing you're winning is a hot dog eating well, he said, contest. The only, he goes, the only thing you should be competing in is a hot eating contest. He's like, well, at least I'd win, which is more than you can say. Yeah, brilliant. It was like everything Owens did here was was already establishing that babyface turn later on. Yeah. Granted, that's a story better told over weeks. But if you're going to do it in an episode, this was a very effective way of doing it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if uh, when Bischoff takes <coughs> over, he turns him heel again? I fully expect that to happen. It'll take, he won't have a clue what to do with a guy like Owens. No. The, the, it's not really his wheelhouse, is it? No. <laughs> a guy who doesn't look like a stereotypical big guy wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the... What was bad was how this segment just ended. Yeah, okay, so I was thoroughly confused at the end of this segment mm. because they both said, "I want, we want WWE championship matches. Yeah. And Shane said, well, how about we have a tag team match where you two team up with Heavy Machinery and the winners get added into the triple threat match at Extreme Rules. So I was thinking the Joe Kofi match. Yes, yeah. Because... That's the storyline we had last week as well. And I was like, God, yeah, Dolph getting another shot at this. And then we cut backstage and Brian and Rowan are walking there and Kayla walks up to them. And, to and Brian's like, Shane's always stacking the odds against me. And I'm like, is he? Yeah. I thought you just had a, a straight tag match. And then Kofi and uh, Big E kind of promo said like, maybe it'll be a triple, th it's going to be a triple threat tag team match. And I was like, oh, and then a graphic came up saying, the winners are going to go into the tag team triple threat. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I'll go back and amend my notes then. I was also very confused. And judging by the crowd reaction and the people in the ring, so was everybody else. Because Shane says that. And I, yeah, I, I went through the same thought process. I thought, okay, so, but it can't be both guys yeah. because that would be a four way. Maybe Shane misspoke. Maybe it's meant to be a four way. But then I thought, Maybe it's the guy who gets the pin. That's what I so thought. I That's like, what I thought. I was trying so hard to help WWE. I, I rewound because I got clearly I missed something. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't. And yeah, so the crowd are completely flat. Shane and Drew exit. And then it is just this awkward. It was probably only five seconds, but it felt a lot longer. <laughs> Play my music. Yeah, a Dolphin, Dolphin Owens just looking at each other. And. The commentators don't really know what to say either. Owens, like a pro, just says, well, it's my show, play my music, I'm out of here. 
And then at least there's a there's yeah. a thing. There's like a, a jolt of energy to end the segment on. But yeah, that was that was botched. Yeah, I was when I was writing up my SmackDown review. I was trying to find the best way to word this in a scripted format. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to say that Shane said it was a triple threat tag match. Yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest way to get around it. Uh, then they had Dolphin Owens had a, a segment backstage later on where they agreed to work together. Because Kevin Owens was like, you know, Shane's kind of got a point. We have had our shots and we haven't taken them. So maybe we can make this work. Mm. And, you know, it was like it was gen- felt like a genuine moment from Owens. Yeah. Uh, sort of feeding that babyface character and a new dynamic for him. And the main event segment, which was really... I, I appreciated a effectively number one contenders match to the tag titles, main eventing a show. Mm-hmm. Just like how the US title's been main eventing Raw. Uh, it, it really helps elevate those divisions and the championships. But you have Brian and Rowan out there on commentary. The New Day were out there on their so pancake table. Yeah, and... I liked how the New Day took it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't joking around. They were trying to create some tension with Brian and Rowan. As seriously as you can when you're sat at a giant orange table that is uh, covered in pancakes. Yeah. Uh, but the just a few minutes into this match, the New Day and Brian and Rowan just go crazy at ringside. Rowan claw Sam's Xavier through the pancake table. And this whole episode was... Much better for two out of three falls matches. In fact, there were no examples of it Not up until this one. point. They actually really handled it well up until this main event. Yeah. And I thought, okay, they've gone to break. They can just come back and they don't have to restart the match. The match can just carry on. No, restart the match. The match is restarted. Uh, but this was, it was really good with heavy machinery getting over their spots. Otis is, of course, very charismatic and fantastic. Tucker's good, man. Tucker is good. It's just because Tucker gets overshadowed because Otis is Otis. Because he's the one that's running around going, We're coming! And exactly, and doing and doing the caterpillar and everything. Yeah. Like Tucker is the is the grandmaster sexy of this act. Just as good as Scotty, but he hasn't got that big spot that everyone loves. Ergo, everyone remembers Scotty and not Grandmaster. Yeah, but Tucker's doing... He's a big guy. Otis is a different kind of big guy, but Tucker's a, a large person. Otis is as wide as he is tall. Yeah, uh, but Tucker's doing flips, and, and he did a moonsault off the top turnbuckle or something at Stomping Grounds as well. So, yeah, th- this was this was a fine match. Um, it was more to get over heavy machinery, which it should be because they ended up winning. They'll be added to the Kofi versus Samoa Joe match, right? Peter, yeah, and it's yeah. still a triple threat. Uh, and... What happened was Dolph Ziggler accidentally super kicks Owens. Owens falls out the... No, then they throw Dolph out. Owens takes the pin and Heavy Machinery win. Uh, So afterwards, Owens just stunners Dolph. And then the show goes off the air. Yeah. So and and as Owens is screaming at the the camera, this is my That's show. My show yeah. yeah. And if and it was like a big sort of fiery babyface moment for Kevin Owens, and I guess we're getting a match between the two of them at Extreme Rules, which. Maybe it's just Dolph, but like I don't, I'm not going to care about a match between those two. At least he can beat him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. At least Owens can get a win. He can get a win to kickstart yeah. this babyface run. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that that's definitely the direction they're going with for Owens. I don't know where he goes from there. Maybe like a feud with Joe if Joe moves away from Kofi. It, it's exciting stuff uh, because I love Owens, and this seems like a much better use of well. It's a hundred. It's so much 
better than what they have been doing with him. And when well, he eventually runs them, in, we could have had co- them as with him and Sammy. Yes, and we could have had a long, a prolonged storyline of him with the New Day as well. Yes. Um, but all those bits aside, <laughs> at least he's getting a proper singles thing here, and hopefully they stick with it. It'd be interesting to see what happens when he does run into Sami Zayn again. Yeah. Maybe that should just be WWE's motto or our new motto for WWE. Well, at least they're doing something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least they're doing something. Um, and something else that's happening is this Saturday in Nottingham, England, is the, part of the country. Frontline Wrestling Show, which is one of the promotions we partnered with. It was founded by Will Ospreay, and they're putting on a show in the afternoon, followed by another show from WrestleGate Pro, one of our other partner promotions, who are putting good. on the I forget, it's the Emerald, the Emerald, some, Cup. Emerald Cup tournament, which is just looks amazing. I can't go, I'm at a wedding. But you've got um, Bobby Guns is going to be there facing Nathan Cruz. Yep. Callum Newman, the WrestleTalk scholarship guy, he's, he's going to be wrestling on both shows. He's on both shows, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Rampage is there. Rampage is there. It looks really, really good. So and get, well, I, click I, the I, links in the video description below if they're there. Me and Laurie had an absolutely awesome time at the WrestleGate Pro show they did last uh, a couple of months ago. So the one with Hangman Page yeah. and Pack. It was absolutely brilliant. It was really, really good. And you loved uh, Frontline when you went there while yeah, I was away. Really fun, really fun. So a, d- a double dose of wrestling uh, make a weekend of it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. Yeah. 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're going to say thank you to our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon too. So thank you. Expect a fight. I'm expecting Woo-hoo! it. I'm expecting it. Astounding Abdullah Alenzi. Yeah. 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 Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. Oh, oh, yeah. Nathan for you, Ford. Oh, it's kind cute. of like nothing. Hey, Nathan for you is a TV show. Oh, was it? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was like nothing for you. No, oh. Nathan for you is a TV show. I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, little drummer boy, Scott Drummond. Woo! Nice. Woo! Andy Dadson's number one fan, Tomo. Tomo. Thank you, Tomo. Rob Steiner at Kleiner. Oh, you can't get out of it. Good rhyme. Get out of it. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. Yeah. yeah. I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. Yeah. good. Bad connection, Thomas Lagden. Yes. Lagging. Lagging, yes. lagging. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. And lastly, leader of the boys, Dalton Sizemore. Woo! That's the Dalton Castle. Anyway, let's get over to Randy Andy Datsun with our super chat. Yes, and a few notices to start with. Uh, sorry to the people who had a random YouTube advert uh, at the beginning of the stream. Oh, really? Uh, it seems to have also caused some people to who joined late to... Apparently the stream only started when you start talking about Kevin Owens. Um, so sorry to those people. Uh, it, it only seems to have been the people who joined a bit late. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad there's an advert. Yeah. But yeah. I also apologies for your viewing experience. Yeah. I think the adverts are fairly common yeah. on, on um, streams. Okay. When you well, first joined them. When you first them, yeah. joined them, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was one person who said it. Anyway. Uh, and apparently Shane did say that it was a triple threat. And a few people were going, how did they miss that? No, no, no. Yeah, he that, did say it was he a triple, triple threat. Yeah. But we thought it was a triple threat for the WWE Championship. Oh, okay. I thought we okay. were pretty clear with that. And we have two birthdays. We've we're, got we're Cam, than Shane was. Cam Cross and David Herrera have asked... I've said it's their birthday, so I thought happy we'd give them a birthday, little, happy birthday, little shout out to them. But we will start our super chats now, as we often do with Tim Arndt, who says, uh, "I laughed a little at Joe's reaction to Kofi flipping him off. I thought that he did such a goofy sell. I couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, he was too busy blocking the middle finger. I saw the back of his head. Yeah, it wasn't the best shot in the world, was it? No." Uh, Jobber JJ says, "WWE is going edgy. Is this finally the changed promise?" In December. No. Did, did they promise edgier content in December? Also, it's just like, is flipping someone off edgier content? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you can't do it on a daytime show. It's still a PG product, though. It's definitely it's definitely edgier content. That doesn't automatically make it good, though. <laughs> no, well, yeah, quite. Especially Maybe that's what I mean. Especially if you can't see it. I mean, if I do that, and you then flip me off. Which we are, which we are. all the time. Are, yeah. when, when <laughs> as soon as I do this. Uh, Small Afro Games, who is... Jaron Walker. Walker says, "What's the difference between a? L- oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna read this out. You can do that one. What's the difference between a lima bean and a chickpea? Never had a lima bean on my face. Ah, uh, edgy. Wrestle talk's <laughs> getting edgy. <laughs> Wrestle talk after dark. Is Eric Bischoff running this show? 
Jobber JJ oh, says the women's division feels like 205 Live. Nobody cares why. I did say in my review that will be going up uh, after this has gone live. Uh, or is live, I should say, um, that I think the Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville is WWE's blandest storyline. Mm. It's not bad. It's just bland. Yeah. It's just there. Taking up very small amounts of time on TV. Greg Lambert loves it. Michael Dominguez says, Terrible show. I'm so sorry it was in San Antonio. I think he was there, uh, possibly. So sorry it was in San Antonio. Kofi is a joke. Needs to go back to the mid-card. Triple H should just run SmackDown. New Day mid-card vortex. Ooh. Harsh. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed the show, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I gave it a smack bang in the middle. Yeah. Just because I thought it was like... It, it was a show. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that, and an average show is a success at the moment in my eyes. Mm, yeah. I, I, I Actually, no, very, very good point. But I did joke. I was like, I can't believe I'm sat here in 2019 going like, can't wait for Eric Bischoff to show up yeah, and do something. Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, Michael Dominguez again says, do you think the gimmick is that no one shows up for black? Oh, what? The pay-per-view? Knockdown Ginger. That's half. Uh, do you know me played. and Pete even joked about that last yeah, week, yeah. saying like, "Oh, it's probably like it's Uber, it's Uber Eats or something, mm. or it's just someone knocking on the door and running it, knock knock leg it, as we used to call it." Um, but yeah, actually, it turns out that's exactly what it was. Someone played knock knock leg it. But also that means then because like he's challenged the person who knocked on the door to show up. So that person who then shows up is a coward, I guess, because they ran away. When he opened the door? It'll be big show or something, won't it? Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? Chris Merriman says, Howdy, y'all. This isn't how Super Chats usually work, but I was at the show last night. Any questions about it or live events in general I can help with? How how many people were actually there? Yeah, I haven't seen any pictures of that yeah. uh, this time around. No. Um, so, yes, if you can answer that. Real Man Coop, thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Joshua Gray says, If you add an Adam to the show, you gain 100,000 subs. Oh, I, either Adam, sure. <laughs> um, Jonathan Hedman says, Marvel has World Breaker Hulk. We've got World Breaker Randy Andy. P.S. Spider-Man was great, especially the post-credits. Oh, uh, no, I've no, no, seen no, it. No, yeah, no, 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 no post-credits chats. Because we haven't I seen it. said yet. it was good. Yeah, no, but yeah. even so, like I just, I'm, I'm on, after Endgame. I'm just on edge. Yeah. Don't worry. When I'm, that, I'm not going to spoil it. I haven't seen it. Because uh, uh, when we went to go see Endgame, just before we went in, some guy just shouted out a major plot point from the end before mm. we even and went they did, in. Didn't they? Yeah, the Batman turned up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, shocking. Let's do five more. Ronce Rahan says, um, "Don't Ali's promo seem like the positive alternative to Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate gimmick?" I don't remember Sean O'Hare's Devil's Advocate gimmick. It ran for a very short amount of time, but it was during that period where you and I weren't watching. I've only seen it in sort of like hindsight bits. Can you do your Devil's Advocate impression of Al Pacino? <laughs> Has it got a swear in? It, well, it's, um, Can it's, you do it without the swear? It's Keanu Reeves saying, like when he walks into um, Al Pacino's apartment, who's the devil, if you haven't seen the film. Um, and he's a lawyer, get it? Because devils are lawyers, uh, or lawyers are devils. And he walks in and he doesn't see a bed. He's like, well, where does he jog? And Pacino just walks in and goes, everywhere! <laughs> uh, Will Adams, who's Amazing. Luke Owens, number one fan, says, last week I suggested Alistair getting ding-dong ditched as a joke, but apparently creative took it literally. Yeah, I was going to say, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Deep Singh says, Maria, I'm pregnant. Dolph, it should have been me! It should have been me! Uh, Everywhere. RJ Calmerin says at Extreme Rules, Roman to take to turn on the Undertaker and shake Shane's hand. Oh, oh. 
can you imagine? Roman joins oh. the Omnishane. <laughs> then you can have Roman, oh. as, Roman and Drew as a dominant tag team. With Shane carrying the belts. Well, let's get on with yeah, the. Yeah, I think we'll leave it for that. <laughs> let's get on with the full SmackDown review, and we'll get to the rest of your super chats after that. So it opened with Todd Phillips doing his. Someone asked in for the, the comments. Ra- yeah, I was yeah. going to say yeah. We do know it's Tom Phillips, but we find it funny to call him Todd. Yeah. But okay. it's off the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho run when they never got his name right, um, as a joke. But they, they they do the somber voice, very serious situation that has affected all of us here in WWE. <laughs> Stupid. But it, it was the Strowman Lashley set break spot from Raw. All of a sudden, <laughs> for whatever reason, these two are being presented as like the biggest stars in the company. That can you believe Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman might not be on the show tonight? And I, granted, that's that's a good thing because you should be presenting your people as stars. It's just so jarring when a week ago they were having a tug of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I, I am able to just compartmentalise <laughs> and turn off everything that's come before it. And I'm just pretending the story began on Monday. And that's exactly what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, otherwise I'll go crazy. And I, I really like this. I mean, of course, it's mock sombre and it's it's stupid. But the fact that they're replaying that spot, they're making such a big deal of it. I really, really applaud because usually when they do these tiny little spots, they're on to the next thing next week and it doesn't make them feel special. Whereas I feel like we'll remember this bit. There, are, there must be so many brawn spots like this that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I think this will... The grappling hook. Yeah, this will be in the top three just because of how they followed it up. Yes. Uh, then we got the Kevin Owens show opening segment and the Daniel Bryan backstage interview uh, confirming that it is a triple well, threat no, tag match. I was still confused at this point. It was Woods and Big E that can, like, more or less confirmed it for me and then a graphic came up to really cement home. Yeah. And then after that, Daniel Bryan was making his way down to the ring to take on Big E. Big E and Xavier Woods had a lovely little bit in the gorilla position where they talked to Kayla Braxton before going out. Kayla Braxton, the only generic interviewer on no, this episode. Uh, not Renee was there as well. No, she wasn't. She was. And what segment? With Heavy Machinery. She interviewed Heavy Machinery later on. Ah, I thought it was a Kayla run all the way through. And it's annoying because I've got a run of Kayla stuff in my uh, review today, which I had to re-record because I called her Dasher in all of my original um, rushes. Dasher's not even even with the company anymore. And and then I realised later on, oh, no, it wasn't Kayla with Heavy Machinery. It was not Renee. Dang it. Oh, well. Dang it. I'm not I'm not going to re-record for a third time. I'll just cut that bit out of the review. Anyway, the Biggie does his New Day intro spiel, and you can see him doing it backstage, which I, I really enjoyed I like it. this. Yeah. And then they came out and they had a pretty good match, I, I felt. Uh it was it, it was it was nicely structured. Daniel Bryan's doing these shoulder tackles, trying to get Big E off his feet at the start, then eventually gets him down through wrestling. It's, it's a nice dynamic because you've got Big E can do the big power wrestling, but often he can be very jokey as well, which then kind of winds up the people that are trying to do very serious wrestling. Because you've got Daniel Bryan trying to, as you say, do some shoulder tackles and knock him down, but Big E will just get him to an octopus stretch and spank him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we got the shrink screen ad break rather than restarting the match. Which does beg the question, why aren't they all just shrink screen ad breaks? If I you... think that's probably a network decision. But they're both on USA Network. Yeah. So, so they, but, could, so they but, could do it. But not all the ad breaks 
are which, shrink screen ad breaks. As I'd imagine that the advertisers are paying less yes, to get the shrink screen totally. ones. Um, so then Brian, yeah, so, so it comes back and it's sort of Biggie's making his comeback when it's the full screen version again. They go a bit back and forth. But Rowan attacks Biggie behind the referee's back by pushing him into the ring post. Then Xavier tries to save him, but Rowan ch- claw slams him or something. Brian hits the knee for the win. Yeah. N- a nice little match. Yeah, nice. I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Good short match. I wouldn't say I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed but it I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was three minutes, and I really enjoyed those three minutes. Our uh, truth was backstage with Braxton here, and they replay the stuff. There were so many raw replays. Well, of course it was. It's SmackDown. I know. But d- again... You never get SmackDown replays on Raw. Well, no, it's not an important show. Nothing important happens. This show is a case in point. Nothing important happens. I I honestly feel like there was probably eight to nine minutes of Raw replays on this episode. Yeah. And overall, the show's only 90 minutes long when you cut out all the ad breaks. And then when you look at what happened on Raw and what happened on SmackDown, could you imagine on Raw next week them replaying anything of this show being like, well, this big thing happened on SmackDown? I guess Owen's turning face. But well, only... uh, Owen's stunner in Dolph, but yeah, yeah I, I don't see that happening at all. Uh, but Truth is uh, doing an interview backstage, and he said he's heard Drake Maverick's in town today, and he's going to come for him. This was never followed up on. No. No. I actually thought there was going to be the payoff, because he said, I've heard that Hornswoggle and his wife are here tonight, and I'm going to win back my 7-Eleven TV championship. I thought there was going to be a Hornswoggle cameo with him confusing him and trying to pin him like with a referee. And the referee would be like, that's not Drake Maverick. And he'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Of course it is. Mm. But there wasn't. There was yeah. no follow-up to it whatsoever. But Dasher, who had a string of mwah, um, oh, I did it again. It's because what the it's hell's it, wrong it, with it's you? It's because it's in my notes as Dasher. I think you have to take a shot of Pisco <laughs> every time you call Caleb Dasher. It's really upsetting as well because Kayla's so good. She's my new favorite backstage interviewer. She's so Charlie. much. No, she's so much. Charlie's too mean. Mean Charlie's Charlie Caruso mean, is where it's at. Mean like mean Charlie is fun to like because it's fun to laugh at her. Basically, yeah, yeah. people are like, well, you're a big smelly loser. But Kayla's a genuinely good backstage interviewer for the robotic interviewer nonsense that they have to do. But she had some mwah, chef's kiss uh, segues, including this one, where she says. Well, the tag titles could change hands at Extreme Rules. Speaking of titles changing hands, our truth. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have scripted that. <laughs> uh, after this, we got still the worst told story in WWE: Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, which, but for some reason, is still across two shows. Well, that's because Bliss is going for the SmackDown. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, but that means why? Why does it have to be on Raw then? Because Alexa Bliss is a star and Bailey isn't. Ah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's the same with the Shane McMahon stuff. It's not a good story anyway, and now it's on twice a week, exposing it more. And once again, where was Roman in all of that? Yeah, where, where, where is Roman Reigns? He's promoting his GQ. And I think it's some iced tea beverage, is mm. what I read. That's what he's promoting. Um, so Alexa Bliss tells Nikki Cross backstage that she can host the Moment of Bliss segment coming up next. And I've written here, oh, so that's how they make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nikki comes out and she she announces to the crowd, before I get started, I just want to say, I love you, Alexa Bliss. And I'm just thinking, you look like such an idiot. And I know that's the point of her character, that she's being duped. 
But in that scenario, I'm meant to feel sympathy for her. And I don't. And the people, and I was actually on board with this for a while, that thought it's all, it's, it's not Alexa that's working Nikki, it's Nikki that's working Alexa. If it turns out that it is all Nikki just working Alexa, it makes Nikki look even worse. Because she is sat on TV going like, I think she's wonderful, I love her. Yeah. Actually, before she got to that, though, she said, you may notice I have an accent. So I'm going to speak slowly for you so you can understand me. And it wasn't played for, like, comedy. It wasn't played for sort of an endearing thing. It wasn't played for yucks. It literally felt like Vince had said to us, like, no one can understand what you're saying. So what? <laughs> you go out there and speak. Explain why no one can understand your weird, weird yeah. accents. And just speak very, very slowly. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was. It came out bad. Yeah. But it, it got worse because Bailey came out. It's n- neither of them are good. Well, Nikki Cross is very good at performing and acting, but in her character, this isn't her character. It's some weird bastardization of someone else's character that's been retrofitted into an Alexa Bliss storyline. So Bailey is out there. She's pretty wooden most of the time, let's be honest. And Nikki's there as well, not doing her own character stuff. And they just have this just wooden exchange. I've written GCSE drama level of acting here. GCSE is like, you know, 16-year-old actors at school. Yeah, and uh, not the good kind, like in no. Harry Potter. And, it, and Bailey says like, well, I should be facing you, Nikki Cross, rather than Alexa. Uh, and Cross is like, well, no, we should be facing each other right now. Um, because Cross beat Bailey last week, right? That's right, yes. To earn Alexa Bliss a title shot. 50-50 booking. Absolutely, because Bailey beat her. Uh, and Nikki, in a nice character moment, I suppose you could say, after the match was like apologizing to an Alexa Bliss you couldn't even see. Like she was just saying, they're going like, I'm so, looking towards the background, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Wish the cameras had focused on it a little bit more. And actually, that was quite a nice character moment. I felt she was talking to me. Because <laughs> Nikki Cross knows how bad this storyline is. I'm yeah. sorry, Ollie. Yeah. I'm sorry you're I'm having so to sit through sorry. this twice a week now. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the excellent guy, Support Wrestle Talk t shirt in the front row. Oh, yes. Uh, the black edition. You can get that on Wrestle Talk Shop. Not the Wham edition. Yeah, there's this white version here. Is it Wrestle Talk Shop? <laughs> I've no idea. I've got to sort out the merch solution. Really? Do you know Andy? What the, the website? Yeah, Big Cartel. Nah, that's, no, the, that's, magazine. that's the magazine. It's not all in one place. Helpfully, uh, just, just <laughs> I think second. it's just called Wrestle Talk Shop. But uh, a quick shout out to uh, Love Machine on Discord, who was the person who sent me the uh, screenshot of the person in the crowd. That's in our news today. Yeah, they've um they've they've given us a new banner. Hmm. Look at that. I should really look at this. Uh, look, look at that now. Business, business, business over here. There's, you go over to wrestletalkshop.com and you can look as cool as that guy in the front row. Yeah. Uh, these aren't us as models. Look look at that guy's beard. It's Goldberg, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, at least just go and look uh, at, at the models there. <laughs> right, We're so, after so that, good at hocking our own after stuff. That, I just get uncomfortable. But I do want you to buy everything. Uh, then we got Mustafa Ali uh, and, and a really, really good promo. I, I think these promos are wicked. Well, really, really good. I know. I actually, I'm going to get to bat for these. I really, really like them. Did you see the Stomping Grounds one? I have not. Well, that. Oh I, I, no, it was it was replayed last week, and it was funny because it's as someone pointed out in the comments, it's Captain Hindsight. Yeah, he doesn't help anyone. No, he's <laughs> a terrible Batman. But he is. 
I thought this one was really, really yeah. good. And I like and I like the way, and we've said this since like Ali, he's been doing this since like March sort of April time. I think further back. I think yeah. December when they first when he was Daniel Bryan's handpicked guy to start oh, really? working with as a oh, heel. I, I thought it was I thought it was later than that, but I might be yeah. mistaken. I thought it was after he got injured. And then you got the Randy Orton. No, injury. it was before then. Oh, wow, uh, wow. Maybe not as far back as December, but it's one of those things that's great. So they drop it intermittently yeah. and then bring it back a couple of months later. But it's like all of his promos seem to be shot in Chicago where it's cold and it's miserable and there's crime and whatnot. And he's just got like wearing you know hoodies and stuff and he just looks freezing cold, but he's passionate about it. And it's just shot like no one else's promos are shot. Did you just say Chicago? Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> Punk I mean. Maybe, uh, but yeah, it was it, yeah really nicely filmed, and it feels unique to him. Like it's not just the style of delivery that makes a unique promo; it's it's how it's presented. And I just thought it wasn't only his delivery; it was the content of this as well, where he was talking about changing people's minds, wasn't he? Yeah, change your mind, change, change your, mind. your mind. You'll see a WWE champion that looks like you, and that will change your mind. You'll see a WWE champion with a name like yours. It'll change your mind. Genuinely inspirational. Great stuff. Really, really good. But, you know, and I, I say this in the review, I'm hoping it's going to lead to something. But then again, I was excited for Buddy Murphy on SmackDown. It's been 12 weeks. And we've had bugger all. He's walking around trying to find... He's knocking <laughs> on all the doors. It's like, what is... Where I want to fight you, Alistair Black. Uh, after that, we got Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe having a face-to-face. Kayla Braxton's in the ring to MC this. Uh, are the other robots on holiday? <laughs> um, and they do, they do some more raw replays to show what happened yesterday when Joe attacked Kofi. And I said to you earlier, uh, Kofi's in the ring, Kayla's there. And Joe walks into the ring and essentially says... Kayla, you're going to have to F off now. Yeah, if you, if you wouldn't mind sodding off at the ring. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought it was nicer than that because it's like, in the interest of collateral damage, it's probably safer if you get out the ring. It was awesome. And actually, that's credit to Joe because Joe's, like, his material here was the material we've heard from Kevin Owens, the same material we've heard from Dolph Ziggler, which is, you've used the New Day to get to the top. You use the New Day to keep the championship. You use the New Day. I've heard all of this before. Like, it's pretty much since he won the belt. Actually, even before then, because Daniel Bryan was cutting these promos as well. Mm. But it felt so genuine coming out of Joe's mouth. He sat, he made so much better of this material than, than Dolph and Kevin did. And I really, really liked his delivery. Yeah, I said it yesterday. He's such an intense performer that he can be booked terribly for years, which he has been for yeah. years. And you pop him in a main event feud, he gets his teeth into it. Holy moly, it's one of my favorite programs in WWE, which is this This has quickly become, especially after this segment. I thought this was very, very good. It was good. Really, really good. And there was a really nice moment as well when he, he goes to, he offers a handshake. Mm. And the handshake isn't just by you shaking your hands, you're admitting that you are lesser than I am. But it's, it's a promise. If you shake my hand, I won't hurt the people that you love the most. And it felt like a genuine threat. And it almost made me wish that this A, had a longer run feud, because I don't think this is going to be running past uh, Extreme Rules, because I think we're going to be getting towards the SummerSlam period there when Shane's going to win the belt. Um, I don't think he is. And, um, but we could have had weeks of Joe being like, you could have stopped this. Or like attacking people mm. that he loves and be like, I, I'm not at fault here. You should have just shaken, you should have shook my hand. Yeah. And Kofi, usually, it was an interesting character moment for Kofi uh, in that I think just a month or two ago, he would have shook that hand because he is all about 
doing the right thing for everybody, I, I would say his character mm. is. But yeah, he goes to shake his hand. He thinks about it. He's very tormented. It was a very good performance from both guys. But then he just brings his hand up and he does some kind of hand signal. I couldn't see what it was because the camera was very purposely placed behind Samoa Joe's head. Yeah. So you can say bitch. Corey Graves can say S. Yeah. Which we're not allowed to YouTube and do not like it. But you can't show a middle finger yeah. yet. 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 Wait till Eric Bischoff gets in charge. Yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I, d I did think it was, it just took me out of it a bit when I couldn't see the middle finger. Yeah. Because then it made me think, oh, it's fake. You know, because the camera knew where to be. So, yeah. But other than that, I thought it was very good. Joe's performance in particular, uh, Joe went for him as soon as he did the middle finger and Kofi hit him with the trouble in paradise. But Joe's done so. I, I don't want to sound too, you know, he's done something with his hair, hasn't he? It's it's more like comb back. It's less floofy. It looks great. Yeah. I feel like this is part of the, you know, maybe he's consciously thought, I need to revamp myself a bit. And sometimes just small tweaks of the hair can do that. Absolutely, yeah. As, as I said, like, all I wished actually this feud had been given longer to run so we could have seen this really destructive side of Joe blaming Kofi Kingston for his actions. But the reality is we've only got one more week of build. Yeah. Because it's extreme God, It's yeah. extreme rules next Sunday. Oh, I must say as well, Kofi is such a good promo. He said, Joe's ass is so big, you can't play hide and seek. And it didn't make me groan too much. But then he also had a really cool bit after Joe started bringing Kofi's kids into it. He says, oh, this is the part where you trash my family. Yeah. So calling out Joe's repetitiveness as well in a, in a way that didn't undermine Joe's own promo. You're just jealous, Joe. Yeah. Jealous, Joe. Yeah. That, and if Roman Reigns said that, I'd be like, I'm done with this goddamn company. But Kofi, still fresh. I like him organically. Yeah. Uh, Heavy Machinery had a promo. This is with not Renee. Ah, yes. There it was. There it was, yeah. And she said, and I quote, Kofi Kingston's championship match is certainly going to be very competitive. Speaking of championships. <laughs> Segway! Segway. Uh, but they, yeah, they just talk about how close they are. They're brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. Uh, then we got another replay of the Strowman versus Lashley spot. We should have a raw replay counter. But this is, this is good that they're doing it for this spot because it was so spectacular. And they had a video update from Lashley from a, a basic-looking medical room that was quite obviously just a room backstage. It was the same office on Monday. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm bruised up, but Braun was worse off from it. They're saying he's got a ruptured spleen and a few other breaks here and there. Next time he sees the son of a bitch... I'm going to put him in the morgue. Yeah, the crowd get... Ooh! <laughs> I wonder when it gets to the point where the bitch doesn't get a reaction anymore. Because the reason it does is because WWE have been very restrained and have hardly used that kind of language for 10 years. But, you know, we can expect Bischoff because one thing he's very good at is seeing when something isn't over anymore and continuing to do it. <laughs> uh, we also had Apollo Crews um, walking down a hallway with an Abby the Witch cameo. Mm. Yeah. Well, they've, they're, they're hot on that momentum, isn't yeah. it? You're still sticking by that? That this is the the best thing to do for Bray Wyatt's new character? I never said it was the best thing to do. I said... It's I a thing it's to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they're doing something. It's. I think it's a nice way to bleed it into reality. But it would have been better if it was a one-week thing as opposed to a two-week thing. Mm. So Apollo took on Andrade after a few weeks of them both flirting. I would say backstage. Have they? Yeah, there's been like Apollo's been looking for Vega. You've been in Peru. Oh, okay, because this wasn't on last week's show. Yeah, 
uh, like Apollo's been looking for Andrade and Andrade hasn't been there. Andrade's, uh, I think his mother died in real life. Mother and aunt died. Uh, And And just a quick note, everyone in the US did see the middle finger. Really? Mm. Hmm. Interesting, everyone saying that. Glad I didn't bring up my review then. Mm. Uh, And they, yeah, so so, uh, Andrade hasn't been around, so Apollo's effectively been building this feud okay. Alistair Black style right just I looking see. I, I see. <laughs> looking around backstage I'm but yeah you. they had a they had they had a decent match um, it was over pretty quick when Vega attacked Apollo and that let Andrade get the win but Apollo's so good yeah just the, the flips he can do I feel like wrestling has passed him by now though the, 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 the impressive things he can do now aren't that impressive because Ricochet exists in WWE. But Apollo is, like, you know, more muscly than he is, so maybe that makes him more impressive. Maybe. But it's, I, I, to be honest, it's Andrade that I feel the most sorry for because, like, a lot of the guys on SmackDown, he just feels directionless at the moment because, as we were saying on last week's uh, Ramble that you went here for, me and Pete did it, from the the why a lot of SmackDown guys feel directionless is because a Raw star is going for their women's title and a Raw star is going for their WWE title. So it's just Raw star and, and Omnishane is a Raw storyline, but it's the biggest thing on SmackDown. Braun and Bobby this week almost treat like that was so much bigger than anything that was happening on SmackDown. That's a Raw storyline. So all those SmackDown guys have just got nothing to do. The Omnishane is technically a SmackDown storyline on paper. Because Reigns and Shane are SmackDown. But Shane's Raw. Well, he's the only Shane. He's across both shows. But Drew, I know. Drew's Raw, and so is the Undertaker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's nitpicking there. Uh, so one thing you might have missed then in the last couple of weeks is Chad Gable's involvement in this feud. I thought he went to Two Hundred Five Live. Uh huh. Yeah. So that same night, that I think that was the first time Apollo and Andrade had a backstage interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrade walks off. Apollo looks round and Chad Gable's just there making notes. Oh. Like this. That's for three seconds. He did the same the week after. I don't know if he did it last week. He didn't. And yeah, that, there's no Chad here. There was no, Chad Gable didn't come out. He wasn't making notes at all. I feel like those two weeks where I were, when I was away were like multi-universe sort of thing yeah. because when I came back I assumed that the Bobby and Braun thing had been going on since Super Showdown you told me that's not the case they felt like there was loads of stories that hadn't been followed up on in those sort of two weeks but then were just treated like they'd always been happening when I got back Yeah. so it was only a little pocket universe where Chad Gable still on Smackdown or something yeah yeah it's weird so Chad Gable one of the most talented guys in the company doesn't have anything to do no uh, then Dolph and Kevin Owens agreed to go for the tag titles backstage. We've talked about that. Then we've got Ember Moon walking backstage ahead of her match against Mandy Rose. Carmella just walks in and goes and walks off. It was so unimportant. I didn't make a note of it. <laughs> I just, it was just weird. I was like, but I guess Carmella was kind of in the mix with Rose and Deville they of were, Money in the Bank. I was going to say they were feuding after Money in the Bank. Yeah. I think. Like for a bit because they like they injured her in the match and then she stopped them from cheating to win. Yeah. It's it maybe maybe WWE think they're weaving this amazing tapestry because that that technically makes sense. But it doesn't it, it wasn't good no. because they haven't kept these plates spinning. Uh then we got the Alistair Black promo which uh, it's just it's gone on too long by by about a month. Oh yeah. 
And he's still in his room, even though someone knocked last week. They just ran away when he went to answer the door. Well, that's what I mean. But like, so the person who knocked on the door then is going to look like such an idiot and such a chump because they knocked on the door for a fight and then ran away. So he talks about the seven layers of hell and how him and his eventual opponent are going to do that and then fight in purgatory forever. It it really it's it's past it's way past its expiration date. But I'm just looking for clues. He said they'll definitely have a match at Extreme Rules. He did. He it's laid out an open challenge for the person that knocked on the door. Did you see who WrestleVotes reported it was? No. So WrestleVotes reported last week that there have been a lot of names banded around for who his first feud is going to be with. But the name, the name at the moment is Cesaro. But that's not confirmed. <laughs> but that was. But that was the other thing. I was like, well, that's a Raw guy feuding with the SmackDown guy. More less stuff for the SmackDown guys to do. I don't. Well. When he said seven layers of hell, my two immediate thoughts there are three stages of hell match and best of seven series. If it's with Cesaro... How does that end? <laughs> could, be with, could be with Kane. We could lead to... The bar two. We could lead to them teaming with Big Show for a bit. The black bar. Uh, yep, so that's what's happening with Alistair Black. Absolutely nothing. Then we got the Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose match. I'm just happy I can see Ember Moon wrestle. I just really like the way she wrestles, and I, I me too. It's just it's such it's the blandest thing in WWE. My notes are: Mandy dominates, Ember wins. Yeah, there was yeah nothing. Uh, Sonya didn't even do a distraction outside. No, so that's that. There wasn't even a follow up to the storyline they were doing last week, where they were like having their flirtations with each other. Mm. Oh yeah, the gay storyline dropped. Yeah, yeah. I was re- reaching for titles last <laughs> yeah. week, uh, and then before the main event. <laughs> Possibly the best bit. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't lead with this, just so we can put it on a thumbnail. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a green screen interview with Shelton Benjamin, and that the background is just a, a solid color that's obviously been keyed out. And someone off camera uh, asks Shelton what he thinks of the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules. And Shelton then looks everywhere with a kind of smile on his face. Like me farting behind the Omni That's shape. what I thought of. And then he just stops and slides off the screen. But he, he does like this little smile as well. The, the smile that you do just before the fart noise yeah. happens. Look, I'm not saying WWE watch the show. In fact, I don't think they do. But it is weird how Seth Rollins apologised the day after I had a go at him <laughs> yesterday. And now this. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, but yeah, this this was so weird. Weird, weird segment. So, I first off, why is someone talking to Shelton about the WWE title? When's this been a thing? And then I, someone pointed out on Reddit, Shelton and Brock Lesnar are friends. That isn't really something that's ever been built up on TV. For but yeah, I know Shelton Benjamin did come in for that match against Seth a couple of months ago before WrestleMania. But come on. That's like having Carmella point at Mandy Rose. Uh, it's it's uh, the tapestry you were referring to. It's this beautiful tapestry. So, so the idea is he knows that Brock's going to cash in. And now we can have him and Heyman both tease that Brock's around. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, I do. But I am curious. <laughs> uh, overall, I thought it was a... It was an... Int- it w- I certainly didn't hate it. 
There wasn't anything I... I, I really like no. Kevin Owens' promo yeah, on yeah. Dolph Ziggler. I didn't hate anything on the show. It's just I, everything that was on the sh- More or less everything that was on the show was like, eh. Well, you know what? Actually, having said that, there's a lot to like. There is the Owens promo on Ziggler. Yep. The Owens face turn, which, you know, take it uh, as it is. There was the Mustafa Ali promo and Joe the and Kofi Kofi. and Joe face-to-face uh, heavy machinery getting a main event spot and Otis yep. winning and uh, that crazy Sheldon Benjamin bit. Which is why I didn't give it like a Smackdowner yeah. because I think that would be very unfair to give this show a Smackdowner. Uh, but it was a it was a three out of five show. It yeah. was a this is I I, I want to say like it's it's not just the bar though because the bar then suggests that if your show is yeah then that's that's okay. Totally, totally. You, you've totally passed that. But I think it was mostly better than Meh because there were a few things on there that I really liked. Well, let's get over to your su- 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 super chats to see what you think with Randy Andy Dennison. Yes, we will. Apparently, Buddy Murphy was uh, in an advert. Thing. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> so, yeah, Buddy Murphy was in an uh, advert break. Uh, and it's been on the, it's on, on the YouTube, on the YouTube channel. Doesn't well. count. It doesn't but count. Why do they keep putting these YouTube clips of Dana Brooke telling the crowd to flex? Because then we it's can have, every week. Because then people can say, "Oh, you they did see you. They did debut. You just didn't they see it." Yeah. yeah. Uh, JX five three one. Thank you for your double donation. Thank you very much. Jared Gruber says, first time watching live, which means my first su- su- super chat. You guys make my day every day with your awesome content. Keep up the good work. Thank you Cheers, very much. That's good that stuff. Thank you very much. Eric Matthews Jr. says, watching from Baltimore, MD, Maryland, of course, as we as we learned. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks thank you for, for watching. watching. Uh, Easy EEHBK says, Pledgehammer Ethan Frost here. The club versus the Undisputed Era, please. So we were talking about yesterday, weren't we? If you turn Finn heel, where was he on this show? Mm-hmm. Um, after teasing his feud with Shinsuke Nakamura last week. Um absolutely nothing was made mention of it or actually for that matter uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus the Iconics which I think is supposed to be happening at Extreme Rules that would be extreme because they set up a storyline again I think this is on the YouTube channel it's not. It's never been mentioned on TV so I don't know this for, for certain but Paige challenged the Iconics for while they're in Japan if the Kabuki mm. Warriors beat them yes. they'll get a title shot right did yeah. they beat them yes they did okay so there, there is a title shot yeah. it's not on the it's not on the website Paige is going to tweet the next week oh it's going to be a it's going to be a death fire it's going to be an inferno death match death match between the uh, Iconics and the Kabuki Warriors it just really made me laugh because then she had that the interview with um uh, purveyor of lies the sun where she said she's got so many frustrations with the creative team because they get, they don't put them on tv even though they've got this tag title feud and this tag title program that they, they do nothing with but then she goes but you know when you speak to vince and triple h they get it changed i'm like bollocks no you don't why aren't you on tv then why aren't you on tv uh jw jdw spider 2 says undertaker turns drew into the undertaker retires yeah, sure, and 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 Chuck Sting and uh, Chuck uh, Bailey Sting in there as well. Because as we've known, doing repeats of old gimmicks yeah. really and then gets you. Sasha over. Banks as badass taker as well, mm. so then they can do a, a mixed match challenge together. Uh, Viking <laughs> Viking Wayne says, first time super chat and new Pledgehammer. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. much. Hope you enjoy all the extra content. I think he is the Norwegian Viking on. Um, 
on Patreon. Uh, Jesse Venable says, enjoying both Styles and Brian's heels, ready for the Wyatt debut. Wish Harper would join Brian too. Three-man factions add up for Ollie's six-man title oh, debut. Yes. Yeah, re- yeah, it's a shame that Harper's been contractually put into, stifled. Yeah, stifled, yeah. yeah. Carlos Lima, you were there, uh, says, you are all awesome every week. Just wanted to suggest uh, Smack-nificent for a five-star. Smackdown rating instead of Smackdam. Um, love. Oh, he's done lots of emojis that I don't understand. Love you guys 3,000. I like Smack Magnificent. Love you 3,000. That is good. I like Smack. Maybe it's just my. Uh, there should be some more like Smack Damn. Uh, yeah. Damn. To really put it over. So I was going to say Smack Damn. Um, Dan from Pensacola, Florida. That's where Roman must have been. Um, Hi, guys. I'm in a meeting at work. Got you. See, I don't understand what's the point then. Got you guys muted and hidden under my desk. I'm being a rebel. Yeehaw. Can you give me your loudest and best yeehaw? Yeehaw! Yeehaw! But it's muted, so. Muted and under the desk, so he's just got his phone out. It's almost like a (laughs) philosophical, existential question. (laughs) Are we are we actually on? Are we draining? Are we just draining battery? Yeah. Are we here? <laughs> Killing his data. Uh, Tim he might be on Wi-Fi. No, that's true. If he's at work, I hope so. Tim Arndt says Seth and Will squashed their Twitter feud. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, Seth's squashed his end of it. And then, oh no, well, and, and well, Will well said, buy, "Yeah, buy me a Nando's." Oh yeah, so yeah. Nando's pending. Mm-hmm. The fighting Hobbit. Uh, poor Del- Dolph sells too hard. Dude looked like he got hit by a crossbow bolt and just crumpled. I think it holds him back from getting pushed enough. No, 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 no. Dolph no. Selling's amazing. Yeah, it's one of his best strengths. Razman, sorry, reality says, hope KO gets a chance as a face this time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. The, the character's side is there, hopefully. I'd, I'm going to amend that to, um, I hope Kevin Owens gets a chance, full stop. Period, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Frankie Ray says, Benjamin involved in the main event, e- Extreme Rules. <laughs> Make it a make it a, a quadruple six pack challenge. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sure Shane's got it. Uh, Shane will announce something beforehand. Um, Dustin Gooding says a wrestle talk is the best in the. Well, oh, I did the wrong way around. I just flipped it to me when I pointed at you. World, world. We're fine. Rajan says take a Drew and Bailey Sting for mix match challenge. I, I didn't even read that. That's crazy. Yeah. Me yeah. and Ronts have our. Mm. I think we're getting Taker Drew at SummerSlam, yeah. but not, but not Taker Drew. No, Taker, Taker versus, versus Drew. Drew. Yeah, I'm yeah. Taker slash Drew. Yeah. Can you imagine Taker trying to pick up Drew for a tombstone? He's going to fall over backwards. Mm. Well, that's good. Well, Drew's just going to. If it was me, I'd just have Drew hit him with the Kick Claymore and pin. Yeah. Drew can wrestle himself. Yeah. But he'll find some way to. Yeah. Take that tombstone. <laughs> he won't have Matt Riddle calling him the worst wrestler in the world on Twitter. Uh, Minato. Oh, Matt Riddle versus Drew McIntyre. Matt Riddle versus anyone. Yeah. In all fairness. Uh, Minato Dono says, long time watcher, name. first time donator. Seriously, guys, thank you for the amazing work to get me through my shifts. Seriously, you guys are the best. Oh, thank oh, you so listening. much. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for listening. Did you see Booker T buried Matt Riddle? By saying he's like only he's not very good. He's a lot, lot more work after Booker mm. T. Had a, uh, the he's working us. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's that Corey Graves thing yeah. all over again. Um, Will Adams, who is Luke Owens' number one fan, says which one is better? It should have been me or Give Me What I Want. Give me what, give I, me what want. I want, hands down. Give me what I want. Batista's the man. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says World Breaker when he was referencing me was referencing the Nerf Fro. Right. I thought that's what, right. I thought that might be it. Yeah. Mm. I do throw it so hard it does just. 
craters in. Uh, I have noticed there's a Nerf thing in the uh, the I know, office I'd, now. I, yeah. I, oh, I, that's specifically why he got it, I think. Yeah, oh, I, just to, I, I put it there just in case I need to throw it across the room. <laughs> across, I can't do the that. Country. Yeah. Just wait. I give it two weeks before Andy pitches that we make a video of him <laughs> throwing the Nerf. I know, uh, I know this is where it's going. No, it's genuine. I hadn't even thought about it. No, but it's, it's in case the police... I'm going to get more subscribers. It's... Actually, you know what? <laughs> if we get to 750,000 subscribers, we'll make a video of Andy throwing the Nerf thing as far as he humanly can. It's, it, which is... Okay, this is a very weird thing if you don't listen to the podcast. Because yeah. this was in the podcast outro. <laughs> so head over to the podcast to hear the story about Andy and the Nerf thing. Basically, I can throw a Nerf vortex quite far. Well, we we've got to we've got to do it by the end of July though. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't get the video. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll, spread I'll, the word, get the subscribe drive going, because I'm not going to help. I'll, I'll He's t- off. I'll tweet a spoiler. Um, Jonathan Baroub says Bray to answer black. That's one we've had a lot of times before. I guess. Yeah. Mm. I hope not. Yeah. Chris Merriman, uh, in response to where people at SmackDown says there were actually quite a few people there. They blocked off the top rung of the stadium to compress everyone, but compared to recent photos of events, it was a good showing. I would guess maybe around five thousand. Good. That's pretty good. Guys. Apparently, Raw was better as well, but it's Dallas, so yeah, they're, yeah. they're quite well uh, attended there. Meltzer made that point of just like, can you like, because it was Tacoma last week, Tacoma, Washington, which was also the same site in which that that infamous WCW Championship match happened mm. between uh, Booker T and Buff Bagwell that killed all the plans for WCW. And he was just like, so really, Tacoma is now uh, responsible for killing WCW uh, or WWE's version of it, and for bringing back Heyman and Bischoff. <laughs> Uh, Cody Lott says, Hi guys, thank you for watching WWE, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, Jobber JJ says, Truth wants his title back. When was the last time a wrestler wanting their title back, putting over the 24 7 title rules? Yeah, I've, I've never seen wrestlers want to win their title back. So actually, granted, Joe didn't want to win back the US title. He went no. for a bigger one. Uh, Ryan one. Cluett says, they're pushing Seth and Becky's relationship so much, I'm beginning to think they are just together in storyline only. No, I think no. They're, they're, they're really together. No, they are. And, and they don't want to be pushed on TV. That's yeah, it, pretty much. As a couple, they want to be pushed on TV separately. Mm. My best friend Adam Pearson says, who oh, in WWE mate. would you flip off and why? <laughs> Just you got to go straight for the the big guy, right? Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, even though I admire a lot of what he's done, I thought, yeah. I thought he meant Babatunde. Yeah. Um, William Buena, thank you for your donation. Miss Mega Mister Forty Six says, "I miss Ollie wearing the jacket. It makes him look more stylish than Kramer the Pimp." I'll uh, one day I'll win it back. It's coming up to a year now. Yeah, right, there it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, "Black versus white. Knock on the door. Let him in." No, because you need both men to get a win. Yeah. Terrible um, idea. Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, Justin Duncan says you should trade the trophy for a belt. This one. But this is so, so prestigious. Much, and also way better. That's oh, it's also, so heavy. It's 24 karat gold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a trophy emoji on it. The wrapper is that, yeah. that wraps around it. Yeah. Um, for more for now then, uh, or for, for today, Trenton Brown says, so did the Buddy Murphy segment not count? Well, it, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. No, no, no. Different, different continuity uh, on the Pointed YouTube out. Um, Tim Arndt, thank you for your donation. Thank uh, you very Tomo much. Tomo says, Tomo. love everybody at WrestleTalk. Do you love me back? Of 
Of course we do. We love every single person. You are so generous, and we love all of you. I thought that the way we all say Tomo whenever we hear your name would would communicate. So yeah, we can two more. Then Devante Lee says it's my twenty-first birthday tomorrow. Can't wait to get drunk and watch fireworks, and then Mondays and Tuesdays, so I can actually enjoy the shows. Well, I hope Devante, as you are from America, this is the first time you will ever be drinking because it's your twenty-first birthday tomorrow. Because otherwise, if you drunk beforehand. Should be arrested. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We, we've never uh, taken part in underage drinking whatsoever. No. The three people in this room, absolutely not. July 4th, though. Yeah. Watch out, aliens. <laughs> Coming for you. And lastly... Happy birthday. Yes, America. tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Andrew A is the last one who says, what was your first pay-per-view live event? Mine was the 2009 The Bash. And do, do you remember that pay-per-view? Randy, Randy versus Orton. Ooh, that doesn't make any sense. Who was it? I'm a Scooby Doo. In the three I'm, stages of Hell match. Honestly, God, if you Jeez. ask any pay per view from 2009, I wouldn't be able to name you a single main event. It's I would, John I Cena would guess. Randy Orton. Cena Randy Orton. That would be my guess. Would Cena Randy Orton had probably. It, probably had um, that. And just Scyther has popped in um, to say, would you guys be interested in seeing a Matt Hardy version two on SmackDown, a Broken Hardy on AEW? Uh, super <laughs> impressed with this Raw and SmackDown. Uh, I'd love to see it just for the contractual impossibility of it. Yes. Uh, but, but we did answer the other guy's question about first ever live First pay-per-view. ever live pay-per-view was Backlash 2000, which was um, Triple H versus The Rock with the McMahons in Triple H's corner and Austin in uh, The Rock's corner with Shane as the special guest referee. I, because we're in the UK, I never would watch them live uh, until uni. Hmm. It was, what's the Elimination Chamber, or No Way Out, I think it was, when Edge... Speared Kofi to get in the. Oh, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight. It's because he he lost the title earlier yeah, yeah. in the night. Great, and then great stole, show. Yeah. Great night long narrative. But yeah. that 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 yeah. would be my yeah. one actually. It would have been late. one of the Royal Rumbles, but I can't remember. And there was also to answer the question, we could have Broken Matt in um, AEW because they trademarked Woken Matt so that he could do Broken on the independent circuit mm. if he ever left. So yeah. he could do. But he couldn't do Matt version two at WWE at the same time. Is oh, that what right. he was asking? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, at the same time... Oh, okay, Broken yeah. Sean Spears. Uh, this comes in from All Dave, Airy Dave. Um, who, all Dave. Airy Dave. Airy Dave. It's all one word as well. All Dave, very Dave. No, no, no. All Dave, A-L-L-D-A-V-E-E-R-R-Y-D-A-V-E. All Derry Dave. All Derry Dave. All Dave... De- no, it's all... Davery Dave. All Davery Dave. All Davery Dave. Yes. All Derry Dave. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. I've been re-watching League of Gentlemen. I, was, I mentioned that on the podcast yesterday, mm. didn't I? But I was, and I had this when we were doing a Patreon shout-out, and all of a sudden I found myself falling into <coughs> Alice Klar, Justine. Alice Klar. The uh, German exchange shirt student who's a paedophile. Mm. Anyway, um, Dave Drummond uh, has emailed in to say Good day, Luke and Ollie Brackett, not Randy My wife tolerates my love of wrestling There are times I've been not uh, Sorry My wife tolerates my love of wrestling There are times I've been able to get her to enjoy it Which is nice She had a blast in person At the NWA 70th anniversary show here in Nashville huh. And over the last year Has actually become a huge fan of Becky Lynch Though she does agree that WWE uh, has been doing Has been l- nonsense as of late uh, last night, she had a rare night off, and I told her, I'm skipping Raw, so we can have some quality time together. Mistake. Her, her response, without missing a beat, was, you mean because it's crap now? <laughs> I laughed, and I started to defend it, while deep inside agreeing with her, only to say to her, I mean, it's not that new thing, AEW, which I could understand. It's Raw. 
I started to explain how I've been watching since I was young, going on 30 years. With uh, that much history, you just kind of keep watching, even though you know it's junk, because... Well, it's wrestling, and well, sometimes it's great. Her gem of a comment that sparked me to send this email was, Oh, so you're in an abusive relationship with WWE. She's not wrong, and I know you and Ollie can relate to it all too well. So thank you, WrestleTalk, for sharing in my pain and being part of a support group of people who are surviving this abusive relationship together. Much love from the States. All day, very Dave. All day, very Dave. All day, very Dave. I obviously. My wife would look like to use your toilet, Dave. We we should point out that this is a comedic observation, and we are no way comparing really a proper abusive relationship between two people and our relationship with wrestling. My wife says your toilet's blocked, Dave. It was a joke, but I've been saying this for years. <laughs> It's uh, and, and CM Punk even uh, tweeted in reply to someone's question about this. You know, he, he said, I think he's tweet. He was getting sick about him tweeting about movies and hockey, and people would just reply and fill up his replies with, "When you're coming back to wrestling, you get to AEW." Yeah, AEW return confirmed. <laughs> and you know, which I feel sympathy for the guy, but then he also posted a few directly trolling AEW move oh, teases. Yeah, totally. So you kind of brought it on yourself, but. Victim blaming. He he um, he he had one reply to someone who who said like that this fan said, but we know how good it can be, and like is isn't that true loyalty and hope and optimism that you sit around and you wait for something to amaze you and make you have that connection with your childhood again when you loved wrestling with completely clear vision, and Punk just tweet replied that uh, quote replied it and said Stockholm syndrome. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's uh, true of media. I was watching Lindsay Ellis's latest video on, uh, she, was, she did a video on Game of Thrones, which, um, I mean, I've never seen, like, but I, I very much appreciate her viewpoint of film criticism and TV criticism. So I wanted to see what she had to say about the whole thing. And she kind of recapped, she basically said, like, there'll be people who are watching this video that have never seen it, but more likely there are people who are watching this that stopped watching it because that's the comment I hear more than people who didn't watch it in the first place. So for those people, here is a recap from start to end. And there's a there's a point where she gets to where she's like, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome. Then it's like, please, God, help me. I just want to die. This is awful. This is dreadful. And But she kept saying the point, we're all sticking around because it's going somewhere, right? We're all sticking around. We're forgiving a lot of these bad choices because we know it's going to go better, right? We're going to stick around with this. So I think that's actually true. It's not just wrestling. I think there's a media thing in general that we sometimes just kind of like get tribalism towards a show and then or a product and we just stick with it even when it's bad. Sports teams. Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) It's the ultimate example. It's it's everywhere. I am... When I was uh, driving up to my parents' house in Herefordshire uh, last weekend, Say It Ain't So uh, came on uh, my iPod shuffle. And, um, what, a, what a great song. And that's it. And as the song finished, I just said out loud to the car, I'm angry at Weezer sometimes. Mm. Because I know, I know they could do this again. He could pull them out. Rivers can pull those tunes out. He could do that in his sleep. But it's almost like he chooses not to. Yeah. Because that's not what he wants to do. It's like you've got the the greatest pop hook indie emo writer ever. And all he wants to do is make big anthemic pop hooks with beautiful people and rappers. Yes. But worse still. But he's not good at that. And worse still is I could possibly make the argument. I might have to go back and check. 
But Weezer haven't made a dreadfully terrible album. They've just made consistently mediocre albums. And that's actually more annoying. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. Like, their, their albums will always have one or two bangers. Yeah. But, yeah, some of those album tracks are... Stinkers. Uh, uh, bad. Yeah. yeah. Absolute stinkers. Um, this uh, email comes in from Scott, who said, I stumbled across the first week's sales data of the last six WWE game uh, releases. Mm. If you draw parallels to TV ratings, it negates the whole quote, quote there are way more, uh, there are way sorry, there are more ways to get content argument. There are simply fewer fans, period. The outlier here is, twen- uh, is 2K14, which is the first 2K produced WWE game. So we sent a lot of the, and it's like WWE 2K15 in its first six weeks had 577,000 uh, copies sold, while 2K19 had 364,000 copies sold. So that's probably a drop off of around 30 to 35%. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that correlates to the viewership drop-off of WWE's Which I overall product. Is a very interesting argument, but I would also say there's a possibility that 2K have just made a lot of bad games and people stopped buying them. Unless they want to sponsor us, in which case <laughs> they're great games. Sorry, I need to see, what's and that, the next one's going to be. What's even that better. cultaholic quote? Uh, it's the best 2K game of the best WWE game in decades. We'll yeah. just we'll we'll happily it's the say the best that. 2K game this year. <laughs> Um, let's have um, oh okay so this comes in so and now I think we're sort of in this period now of our emails which are post ham ah post ham ph yes uh, so this actually comes in from Blake Ham's number one fan ah um, and Abhir- who is that Abhiram Abhiram Blake Abhiram <laughs> he's even yes. changed part of his name to the ham Blake Abhiram uh, who says, hey, Blake Ham, the man, the myth, the legend. Okay, this new rule. Anyone who emails in about Blake Ham has to put Ham at the end of their own name. It's like it's like a mark of respect. <laughs> Uh, this is Blake Ham's number one fan. Yes, I'll be reminding you every email, and I won't be greeting anyone else except Blake Ham. I've now decided to follow <laughs> in Ham's footsteps. Here are 80% facts about me, two of which are true. Mm. I've almost unintentionally burned down a building. Ooh. I've almost Almost. Died. I've almost died five times. I've almost and unintentionally killed someone. Wow, this is dark. How yeah. many more are there? That's it. So three. Oh wow. So take... two are two are true of those three. Apparently so. Here two of these are true. So take your guesses. Also, I think you should start a thing in the intro and outro doing two truths and a lie. Blake Ham sort of started this, so it's only befitting that it's this thing should be named after him come up with a name for it ham nation in case you're wondering <laughs> it's not swap nation anymore it's the ham nation now blake ham has already started taking this place over signing off blake ham's number one fan abhiram he's a piece of crap i always thought black blake black ham the black ham it's his evil twin blake <laughs> ham his finisher was my <laughs> the one with a giant joint of ham but on his foot yeah so he just kicks you with the joint of ham uh, I always thought Blake Ham was more of a wrestle talk get better icon that we could all move towards yeah. as a as a human race to become Blake Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it swiveling off into this eighty percent fact direction. Well, I was going to say, but, but I think this is just Abhiram's taking it yeah. in this direction. This doesn't. This is not like a trend. This is this is Unara, This is one person. I'm, I mean, I, I feel like we have to define almost as well. 
Yeah, because I've probably almost killed someone accidentally. Into, into, the, into the microphone, Andy, if you will. I've probably almost killed someone accidentally. I've I've set a piece of paper on fire, and if I dropped it, it might have set the house on fire. So Randy is here be. saying that he's done it better than you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying Abraham. that it, saying almost is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's that's and and some people do say. They just, you know, start stories. Like, I, I was crossing this. the road once, and then someone pulled me back because there was a car coming. So I almost died. Actually, I yeah. didn't really almost die. Yeah. I may, I may have realised that I was about to get hit by a car anyway. I remember reading an article once about sort of like the curse of Friday the Thirteenth, is in like why it's considered to be such a spooky day. And one of the stories was just like there was a meteorite that was uh, heading to, <laughs> heading towards Earth, and it missed us by like you know fifteen million miles or whatever it was, but it almost hit us. I did this on a radio show when I used to do local radio. My co-host was like, so the story is something almost happened and it didn't. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I'll almost be scared then. Uh, but like, you know, you write in a listicle <laughs> and you, you need another entry to make it 10. Yeah. Sometimes you need to reach that poor part, that poor person writing that article. They did indeed. Um, so which two are, are true? I'm going to go with... Not killing people. I'm going to go with the first two as well. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that that's what I'm kind of I'm hoping for. I don't yeah. really want to have. I don't, I don't really want to say like I nearly killed someone. I'm going to email into a podcast and uh. tell them about it. Yeah, we need better facts, Abraham. <laughs> Is that not Abraham? Ham. <laughs> uh, right. So. Um, what shall we have here? Oh, let's have this email here. A nice one to end on uh, that says, Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out real quick and thank you for all the hard work you guys put in. Legitimately, I look forward to every Wrestle Ramble stream and then the intros and outros afterwards. It's my favorite part of the channel. Being 19 years old, you'd think I've been a fan for wrestling for... Sorry. Being 19 years old, you'd think that I haven't been a fan of wrestling for that long, but I've been consistently watching WWE for almost 12 years. Ever since... The YWC became popular. I'm going to guess that's a YouTube wrestling community. YWC. So I've only ever known the IWC. Yeah. It shows my age. Yeah, it must be YouTube wrestling community. Must be, yeah. Mm. Which I didn't know was a thing until I started working. But is that 12 years old? For almost 12 years, so minus Ever since? So seven. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I've been I've been flip-flopping between podcasts and personalities. I even used to co-host a popular podcast that reviews WWE shows, but no, uh, no one, in my opinion, is more welcoming, friendly, and more fair than you guys. You're always top of fan feedback and interaction, can admit when you're wrong about certain things, except for only about walking, and I can selfishly bring you guys have helped me form a relationship with Crystal, with whom I've been together now for almost a for over a year, in fact. So wow. You, you might remember this guy was the one that was... This the, is the Bullet Club t-shirt. Exactly. No. Yeah, over a year now. They're still together. Still together. Ah, that's great news. It isn't it just? Life is wonderful sometimes, isn't it? Um, which actually ties into his next sentence. Life is boring sometimes. Oh. And not everyone is responsive when you reach out to them. So it's always nice to have people to hear, talk about something I love, and then interact with me just like any other friend would. YouTube is hard. Trust me, I know. I upload one video a day with barely any edits, and it's hard keeping up on with that sometimes. For you guys to do it multiple times a day, it's not only entertaining, it's inspiring. Long story short, thanks for being there. Thanks for encouraging me to keep pursuing YouTube. I'm very happy to be in the SWAF Nation. Ah, oh, thank you very I've, much. I've kept that anonymous um, in case they didn't want it, uh, their name sort of publicized on it. But you can go back into the archives and find that story. Well, um, we should get invited to any form of, of wedding if, that, if it goes that far. As the, yeah. as the P and you should pay to fly us over. And then also our fee. 
for appearances, mm. which is grossly overcharged. <laughs> but also fair. Um, I think we're going to draw this to a close so we can get on with the actual show because we're going to go record the SmackDown review now. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, Laurie and I will be back tomorrow with the NXT Wrestle Ramble. And then I think it'll be me and Pete doing the magazine show because you're off. I'm off. I'm off to a wedding. I think I said it uh, yesterday in yesterday's episode. Off, off to a wedding for four days. Back on Monday. Off to Santorini. Oh, for a week. Who's doing the news tomorrow? Uh, I guess Pete. Shop later. The only reason I asked is because you said to me, "It's like you're doing the news on Friday, right?" And I said, "Yeah, I am." So I figured that you had a plan in place, and it wasn't going to be me doing both days. Pete is on it. Pete is now the scheduling man. He is indeed. Uh, So I can actually tell you, I've got it open. Pete's doing it. Lovely stuff. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.